Sort of simply unprofessional. I'm your host, Webby. Joining me tonight, we got Devin. Devin, your audio cut out right there. Say that again. Hey. There you are. You know, you don't sound very, like, motivated, very energetic. I mean, why you got to air dirty laundry on this, on air? I mean, it's, I'm, it's I'm not, motivated. It's not. I just, I'm so used to. Why you, why you gotta call? Energy. Why you gotta call me out? I just uh, want uh, you to have a little bit more energy, Devin. Uh, you remember what happened I, last time you asked share more energy? I get depressed and be quiet. So, no, well, that was because you actually came with more energy, and then I was like, okay, 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 dial it back, dial it back. Yeah, I listen, I am like an energy vampire, I feed off of other people's energies. You stole my energy, man. That's when, why you, I don't when, you energy come, when you come in, all like, hey, it's Devin. It's like, well, no, you know, fine. I'm gonna well, bring mine. You down first now. off, first off, you made it way, way more depressing than I made it to begin with. I, just I don't know. Like, hey, I'm and here. Listeners, <laughs> I, want, I want your comments. I definitely think he made it way know. worse than it actually was. I don't know. I just, whenever I hear you do like an intro lately, I just like, I picture you just sitting at your desk, sad, and just like saying it. Because you don't want to I mean, be there. No, it's not that. I mean, I'm just always at my desk and sad. That's just my <laughs> everyday existence. Devin, now! And, my everyday existence. And we also have uh, guest Rob with us this week again. Uh, can I speak now? <laughs> yeah, hey, listen. You're get- hey, listen. You speak when I intro you. I just introduced you. Now speak. Hi, Damn. it's Rob. I will, I will up my energy. Ah, let's do this. There you go. Be happy. Rob, do you worry? That's why I don't bring that kind of energy, energy to the table. <laughs> Rob, what kind of drugs are you on right now? <laughs> See, listeners, you can't win with Webby. You're, you're either not happy enough or too happy. There's no happy. You're, you're never just fine. <laughs> You're never whelmed. You're either he's either, you're like, he's either underwhelmed. He's either underwhelmed or overwhelmed. He's never just whelmed. Why is nobody ever whelmed? Hey, listen, that's a challenge that I uh, that I put out there for everybody. Just whelm me. Anyway, you know, you know what whelms me every time I every time I see her, I see her. I'm just whelmed. What? Aubrey Plaza. Listen, Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza is a movie. saint. Okay. Aubrey Plaza played a saint in one movie. She, and she, she is Aubrey, a darling. Aubrey Plaza. She is, is a darling. A she is an nice American like, gem. People, people give Kristen Stewart shit for like saying like she just under delivers the lines and sounds the same in every movie. Like she has more personality than Aubrey Plaza does. 
Listen. Aubrey Plaza is in every movie Aubrey Plaza is in. Aubrey Plaza is playing Aubrey Plaza, starring Aubrey Plaza. I like, will that's say, every movie that Aubrey Plaza is in. I will say this. Devin, specifically, because I know you're a fan of it as well, have you seen The Hot Ones with Aubrey Plaza? I have. She is a lot more lively in that interview than she is in most all of her acting. I'm just saying, she 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 has a job and she sounds like she never wants to be there. Like, ever. Well, listen. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. He's like, this is even about Ivy Plaza. Why are you we know, talking about Ivy Plaza? Yeah, why are we bringing the gem of the United States into this? I, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, I don't agree with that hot take, but we can. <laughs> we can. We can re we can revisit that hot take on another day. <laughs> on the next SU, Webby brings in the top ten reasons why Aubrey Plaza is the gem of the United States. Devin brings in the top nine hundred million other reasons why she's not. <laughs> I think we really need to just like have like a SU like hot take episode. Where we just sit down and just have like the like just the craziest hot takes. <laughs> Man. <laughs> All right. Well, this week we got we got a little bit of a late start for no particular reason. Rob, <laughs> was that subtle? I, don't know. I feel like that was a little little too subtle. Oh, there you go, yep. Matilda. There, right. She joins. That's right, listeners. Our late start is due to me. <laughs> to answer your earlier question, Webby, crack. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Well, as you all know, listeners from last week, this week, we're going to be talking about, I have no idea who the director guy was. What's his name again, Devin? Oh, um, his name Mitsu is... Mitsu Takanashi? Uh, that was Am so off. No? That was off. Even Spielberg. Uh, Suzuki Mitsubishi. Also wrong. You just named two car companies. Like well, shit. Okay, now I'm getting uh, like borderline racist. I feel so I'm gonna stop. It's it directed <clears throat> by and written by one Hayao Miyazaki. Hayao um, Miyazaki, that's right. Also, actually, was also helped written by uh, Neil Gaiman ad- adopted it into the English version. We know Neil Gaiman because he wrote American Gods. Yes. Wait, what did you say about Gaiman? No, not Gaiman. <laughs> what? Oh, I told geez. him to Neil. I told him to Neil. <laughs> I told them to kneel before our overlords, the 5G towers. Yeah. <laughs> the 5G so, towers are taking over the world, people. So, we watched... Oh, uh, hold on. Princess Mononoke? Mm-hmm. Yes. Good yes, good enough. What, I mean, is that what it is or not? I mean, pronunciation-wise, it would have been Mono, not Mono, but I'll oh, take Mono it. Oh, Mononoke? Okay. Either yeah, way, yes. It. Score for me. Uh, a confusing thing to me, listeners, is that no one in the show is actually named Princess Mononoke. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't really think about that until you just now said that. What's up with that? Because that's not... Mononoke um, is... Japanese are uh, vengeful spirits or dead spirits. So uh, she's the princess of vengeful spirits, in which case she's the princess of the forest spirits, which are angry. Okay. okay. I guess that makes sense. But the whole time I'm like, they're calling her son. 
They're not calling her <laughs> Mononoke. <laughs> I was confused. Played by one Miss Claire Danes. That was that was Son, right? That's the wolf girl. Yep. Okay. That's the wolf girl. That's the, she's also the uh, main the main lady from Homeland. For people who've seen Homeland, never seen Homeland. Um, Homeland's a really good show. Really good show. It's actually ending this year. Mitch kind of said. Um, but she plays one Carrie Matheson there. She also plays Angela in My So Called Life. But that's a whole another thing for a whole another day. Okay, that's a whole another time. <clears throat> okay, so ultimately. Me okay, so <clears throat> Rob, you were unable to because you were working at the time, and you decided you were going to watch it last night. Yeah, I were to yeah. partake in the viewing party that was this movie. Yeah, so me and Devin sit down. We watched this movie together no. yesterday by myself. And uh, you could have called me. I would have hopped on with you. Yeah, I mean, I would have rewatched it with you. I kind of watched it in bed. <laughs> well, I mean, then, <laughs> like, then don't you, complain. Did you finish? Like, like I had two in the morning. Did you fall asleep? Did you fall asleep during this movie, Rob? Be truthful. Me? Yeah. The silence is confounding here. <laughs> I take it you, you didn't just, watch the whole movie. You just disconnect? I don't know. I think Rob was so <laughs> so enraptured with this movie that he he watched it all the way through. Sorry, my Discord was acting up. I heard none of that. You're oh. good. I said I feel like Rob was so enraptured with this movie, he he watched it all the way through. Webby said, no, no, I think he fell asleep. Yeah, because I said, did you fall asleep? And then it was just silence. <laughs> oh, I answered that. I said, yes, I fell asleep. But I, when I woke up in the morning, I rewound it and watched the rest of it. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, I was, I liked it, but I was getting really tired. And then there was a part where it was, like, dead silent. And it was just, like, action with, like, humming music. And I was just like... Thump, and it fell out of my face. I was like, well, I should go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> now, are you one of those people who, like, when you're watching things on your phone or whatever, if you're lying in your bed, you hold it up above your head? I have I, I have hit myself in the yeah. eye numerous times with yeah. my phone. Okay. That was the thump, the phone falling out of my hand onto my face. Yeah. That's, that's oh. the time when you do know that it's t- now time to close your eyes and fall asleep. <laughs> no, that's the, time when you re- that's the time when you roll over and you prop the phone up against your pillow and you watch it on your side <laughs> uh, alright so this show this movie starts off with who the fuck is the little is the boy's name he's like some uh, prince Ashitaka. 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 I'm not going to get any of these names right but I can That's describe the I'm people here. I'm here yeah, played by I'm, uh, voiced by Billy Billy Crudup I have Billy no Crudup. idea who that is uh, he played Dr. Manhattan in uh, Watchmen. Okay, I do know who that is. You do, yes. Yeah. He played that. Uh, let's see. He was. What else was he in? Quick, whatever. Going I had a lot of. Like, I, I, I liked it. I enjoyed the movie. But I had a lot of what the fuck movement. Which one of them is comes right at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> I I called out Webby, a lot of weird Webby things. Webby was very upset. Um, uh, at the uh, Watchtowers. He was at the Watchtowers. Yep. Because, so, we start off this movie, he's riding on an elk, and he tells these three women to get back to the village, because the wise woman's calling everybody back to the village, blah, 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 and there's like a demon on the loose or something. And then, so, he says he's gonna go to the Watchtower. The Watchtower's literally three fucking sticks, really tall-ass fucking, like, sticks. 
it's tied a, together in the middle. It's like a it's like a TP with like a little hut at the top. the top. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this thing, man, dude, a bear could just walk around this thing, like rub up against it and knock this fucking thing over. This it's thing is not going like, to last. I don't think it's like a guard tower. I think it's a watchtower more than a guard tower. Right, but still. And I mean, you know. next thing we know, he climbs up this tower, and there's a giant-ass boar coming out of the tree. Well, I you mean, don't know it's a boar yet. It's look like, at it kind of like, I think it's probably like it, a deer blind. Right? I thought it was a freaking spider at first. I was yeah. like, oh, God, no. No yeah, spider. It's it's like a multi-legged black like worm monster because it's made up of a bunch of small worms. Um, well, like demon wormy thingies. Yeah, and then like all of a sudden, like it starts to recede, and you see that there is a boar underneath it that it is essentially hitching a ride on. I don't know how else to describe it, but the boar hits this fucking watchtower and fucking crumbles. It's like, well, yeah. what did you expect? Well, let's okay. well let's go with like the the actual opening, the original opening. You know, it, it comes with the narration. It says, um, you know, uh, the ancient gods and giant beasts inhabit the forest, um, owing their allegiance to the forest spirit. The ancient gods once lived har- harmoniously with the humans, but times have changed. The forest is disappearing, and now and now is the age of gods and demons. So that's how that starts off. Then we see Ashitaka um, running on MVP of the show. Of the movie, his fucking elk. Um, mm-hmm. his red elk one Yakul. That is Yakul. Yakul is the MVP of the movie, in my opinion. Uh, I wish I had a friend as like next to me, Webby. You are that friend, but I wish I had a friend next to me. That was Yakul. I am your your cool. Yep, but you're just not I'm here. Just, like, I can't just I'm whistle just and really, then I'm you're just like picking up. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Exactly. You, 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 yep. But yeah. So there you go. Was that a pun? In grave danger, you'd have to shoot an arrow at him. I'm going to just roll over it. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to acknowledge it. Yeah. So he, you know, so he's, you know, he, we see him. We see him. We see Prince Ashitaka. He's writing it cool. He's heading out because um, he he feels something's coming. Something bad's coming. Um, he passes. Rob died. He's back. Hello. Hello. Okay. Somebody died. I think Rob died. It was probably yeah. Rob. Because I couldn't hear again. Uh, probably happening a lot, just to warn you. Uh, shout out to you, Cat. I just actually read your message on uh, Discord because I'm an idiot, but I just read your message on Discord. Cat was like, How dare you be a fan of the guy who shot Baby's mother? LOL. Also, pretty good <laughs> life advice. Yeah. Okay. Before anyway, before you continue, Devin. I will do no such thing. Before you continue. <laughs> how do you organize a party in space? How do you organize a party in space? Mm-hmm. I don't know. How? You plan it. Okay, I, f- I hate myself. <laughs> Go ahead and continue. Love it. I love it. Oh, now Devin's God. Devin left. Oh, Devin just outright left. <laughs> <laughs> he is gone. All right. He's back. He's back. Welcome back, David. I'm sorry. You <laughs> continue now. Ishitaka. Oh, God damn it. I hate everything. <laughs> the, the other day, he was sending me a bunch of visual puns. 
Oh, like God. Reese Witherspoon and then Reese without her spoon. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, listen, sometimes I really just miss you guys. <laughs> and I have to come out with really dumb stuff, okay? It's... I mean, I, 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 don't dis, I don't dislike it. I don't dislike it. It's it just off-brand for you. I know. Um... All right. So Ishitaka. There's, okay, yeah. so big important things. There are gods and demons in the woods. Yes. Demons! There are gods and demons. Um, so Ishitaka ends up taking this boar down. Yeah, so Ashitaka, well, Ashitaka, he's, he feels oh, yeah, something Ashitaka. going on. He runs he runs into uh, the three village girls. He's like a prince of like a small group of like, uh, not nomadic, but like a small like village, pe- like group of village people. He's a prince of, he's he's their last prince, actually. Um, yeah, which I thought was odd that they bring up and they're like, oh, he's their last prince, blah, 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 blah. And then it doesn't matter ever again. <laughs> like, yep. well, like mean, why bother establishing it if it never matters ever? I mean, I guess it was just kind of setting up the fact that this village has been, un- as I said, misfortune after misfortune. <laughs> They've lost all their princes. What yeah. else will they do? Anyway, um, yeah, so he runs into three little girls uh, who, are, who have candy corn hats. <laughs> um, yeah, he runs into three girls along the way, including Kaya. Who's his younger sister, voiced by Tara Strong. Love me some Tara Strong. She's voiced a lot of things. She was Bubbles in the Powerpuff Girls. Twilight Sparkle in My Little Pony. Shout out to Twilight Sparkle in My Little Pony. Um, she also voiced Timmy Turner in Fairly Odd Parents. So, she voiced Raven in Teen Titans Go. Uh, she voiced Ben in Ben 10. Um, let's see what else. She voiced Young Superman in Superman Red Sun. I've never seen any of these. Well, uh, I've only seen Ben 10 and... Well, actually, no, I've seen three of them. Because I've seen Ben 10, I've seen Fairly Odd Parents, and I've seen the Teen Titans Go. So You've never seen My Little Ponies? <laughs> okay, well, okay. No. Well, we, we have to address this at some point. God damn it. It's a goddamn travesty. Now, that's a national treasure. My Little Pony's a fucking national treasure. Anyway, um... She voiced Cindy in the Boondocks, because, yes, uh, Superman. She, was, she, she did a lot of things. I'm literally just, like, scrolling through her list of... She has over how many credits? Fucking voice acting credits? 583 voice acting credits? Jeez. All right. She's been, she's been active since 1986. Her first voicing role that was listed was Becky on the Campbells. <laughs> Um, yeah. Somebody died again. Somebody's back again. I'm not hearing what you're hearing. Okay, maybe I'm the one dropping. No, it was me. That was you? Okay. Yeah, I I heard you say her voice, her first voice acting was, and then you just cut off. So it's like, I don't think anyone can hear anything. For whatever reason, anytime somebody leaves or enters chat now, I don't hear the little alert on Discord. Yeah, Webby Webby doesn't have the little alert anymore. Sad boy. Sad I, don't know, I don't know how it got disabled or where it went. So, yep. yeah. All right. So, continue. Yep. So, meet up with his sister. She's his sister. He rides out. That's when he rides out to... Um, well, he tells the girls that the village oracle um, sends some trouble and has ordered everybody back to the village. 
Then his sister tells him that the old man, uh, Jisan, is noticed something from the Watchtower, so he rides up towards the Watchtower. That's where Webby was talking about with the Watchtower that probably will, like, fall fall over if he sneezes hard enough. Um, and then, so he, he climbs the tower, he looks out with the old man, and they see the wormy tendril monster boar thing that comes out. And Webby already mentioned that a battle ensues, ensues along the way. Um, he kills the boar. He kills the boar. Uh, two well-placed shots in the eye. Um, but unfortunately, he is cursed. Uh, he is cursed in the process. The demon wormy things get on his arm and kind of curse him. And I said, I feel your pain. Well, Ted feels your pain. Yeah. <laughs> I want to bring up, too, that um, his freaking sister, like, the thing's heading towards the village, and he's trying to head it off. And he's asking he's asking it not to attack the village, basically. He's begging it not to. He and Webby were yep. making jokes about that. Like, <laughs> okay, like, diplomacy check. Rolls diplomacy. <laughs> like, see? he's the per- he, is the, he is the player every GM wants. You, you don't just want to go in swinging a sword. He tried diplomacy first. It didn't work. <laughs> yep. But, uh... So as it's going, though, it sees the sister and the two little girls and turns and starts rushing at them. Or he gets in front of it again and is like, no, please turn back. His One of his sister's friends falls. She fucking whips around and whips out a freaking dagger. It's like, come on, giant boar. I'm going to stab you to death. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. I'll take it. I'll take it. All if right, there's it, one me... thing I've learned about the world that this movie takes place in, the women are badass. The women, the women do everything in this fucking movie. <laughs> This movie has women empowerment all over it. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking men in that Iron Town? Fucking useless. Yep. Every one of them. <laughs> so yeah, he takes down this boar, he gets cursed, and then he goes back down, he goes back to town. Yep. Right? And then he meets with yep. the, the elder lady. He meets with the oracle lady, who, who basically just like, smi- like who smiles, just smiles at him time. and it's like, oh yeah, you're fucked. That's basically what happened. With a smile on her face, she like reads the fucking stones. I'm like, I wouldn't know how to do this. She like, he has like a a piece of parchment with a triangle, and then she just throws some stones down. She's like, you're fucked. Yeah, she's like, this thing will eventually consume you, and you will die. And the whole time, she's just smiling at him. It's like, yeah, she's like, it's gonna be horribly painful the entire time, and blah blah blah. So fucked. Plot twist: it doesn't kill him. Spoiler um, alert and plot twist. It doesn't kill him. But also, it actually helps him out. This comes up with one of the issues I had where they were like, oh, you know what? You have this curse that's going to kill you horribly and painfully. You know what? Maybe you should leave and never come back ever again. Bye. Thanks for saving the village. You're gone. Cut your hair and move out. Never yeah. talk to you again. Yeah, I mean, no. That, I mean, that, that, that's, how it, that's how it goes. That's how I it was goes. just like, what? You know the rules? What the fuck? You fucking know the rules. You, you <laughs> carry your weight or you get out of here. Rob, they were enacting Ooh. social distancing. Yes, oh. exactly. So, um, but the whole time so they're playing gonna... like, oh no, now we don't have a prince anymore. While he's still standing there, when they could say, you know what, why don't you stay? It'll be okay. Oh, yeah, so you know, that's going on. Comfortable while you die, but nope. Bye. Oh damn! Now we don't have a prince. What are we gonna do? While well, he's like in oh, the room. I mean, they're thriving. <laughs> they're fine. They're fine. So yeah, but yeah, they're right all talking that... about this while he's cutting his top knot off. <laughs> Yeah, it's that day for him. But yeah, so why they're doing that, um, actually right before that, the uh, shaman lady went and, and tried to ask the boar spirit to like, you know, don't curse the village. Um, you know, we 
we'll bury you. And he basically just like, fuck off. <laughs> um, yep. And then he composed into a pile of bones. Um, and then, yeah. So they all meet together in the hut. They perform a divination, like we said, oh. with the fortune stones. Yeah. Yes, Rob? And I was going to say, and she finds that iron. Yeah, the iron inside ball, the... which turns out to be a bullet. Yeah. Um, however, instead of waiting to die, he can rise to meet his fate. She gives him the iron ball recovered from the boar's body, believing it to be the curse of the demonic transformation. Uh, the oracle tells Ashitaka to ride to the west to see with eyes unclouded, but warns him he can never return. And yeah, I think it's something to do with that village because like they don't speak about that village, so I think it may have something to do with the village. If you leave the village, like within those lands, you can't come back anyway. So in order for him to leave to go get it taken care of, he would have had to like give up being in the village. So basically, it was like, yo, hey, you can leave because like even after he leaves, like when people ask about his village, he he doesn't say where it's at. Right. So I yeah. think I think it's one of those things where like if you leave the village, then you can't return ever. Um, so basically it was like, yo, hey, you're dying. You could either, you could stay here and just die, or you could go, you know, try to save yourself. But if you, if you, but if you save yourself, you can never return. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it has something to do with like actual real history, but that, like, I don't understand the cutting off the the hair. It does have something to do with real history. Because like not knowing the history, I'm just like, why does any of this matter? Because it never comes up again. So it's like, I don't understand why they're even dealing with it. So I'm guessing that some people like know what that means, like in real history, like who the people were and whatnot. So I'm guessing it makes more sense to them. Because I was just like, the whole like even at the end, I was just like, they never brought up about like any of the village or why he had to cut his hair or any of that. I'm just like, okay. Whatever. So, uh, so like historically speaking, during that time, well, not that time period, but during historically speaking, during the um, like the Edo period and a little bit before that, top knot was mainly for was actually to help support helmets. Hmm. You were wearing helmets all day. It was an extra cushion to support a helmet. But after that, it kind of became a status symbol. So cutting it off um, kind of meant you lost your social status. So. Okay. Like, yeah, so basically, it, it was symbolic of him giving up his everything. He, he was no longer a prince at that point. He gave it up and kind of left and became a dude with a bull. Yeah, but if he was never going to go back to that city, that town anyway, couldn't he have just left the top nut? And then no, because it would have... from other places? No, because it's, it's more about a culture of respect. So, like, yeah. basically, kind of like, yeah, no, if, if, you, if you're leaving and you... you you have to voluntarily give it up. Like, if you voluntarily give it up, it's more respectful, but, like, there were, like, historical accounts of, like, people disrespecting or dishonoring somebody else by cutting off their top knot for them. Right. Kind of thing. It's like a show of disrespect kind of thing. Gotcha. <laughs> Plus, yeah. like, he just cuts the top knot off, and then his hair is, like, perfectly shoulder, like, slightly above shoulder length. Like, if he had just chopped... Because he just chops it in the middle. It's like, he should have left a big, huge, like... Oh, no, no, like so the way the hair was actually done is, uh, it was grabbed basically. It was grabbed from the bottom and like kind of onion rolled up to the top, and then folded down. So cutting off the top basically just shortened the hair. That's all it did. It wouldn't have. It wouldn't have made. A, it wouldn't have made a ball spot. Yeah, I mean the way it looked. I yeah, I, I see what you're yeah. saying. The way it looked yeah. like it looked like he had like just taught like. Taking it in the center and like knotted it, yeah, like so he just like fucking had like a scrunch, like he just pulled yeah. all his hair and had a fucking scrunchie. He was like younger, yeah. Like, oh no, <laughs> he's a fryer now. 
So around the ball spot on the top of your head. He leaves this village. <laughs> he starts his travels towards the. He's heading towards the forest. Uh, but yeah, I believe the. I think it's the east. Let me see. Hold on a second. Mm, the west, right to the west, and uh, he ends up passing through another, or by another like field that that is under attack by people. Yeah, he rides. He rides him. He rides out. Well, he rides out. Um, Yakul because he brings Yakul with him because yeah. Yakul's MVP. Um, his sister approaches him, which breaks the taboo because you're nobody's supposed to see him leaving. Um, kind of as uh, like a last sign of respect for him. Um, you know, people aren't supposed to see him disrespected without his top knot kind of thing. Cause he, so looking at, so looking at the, uh, at the summary here, it even says that he cut the top knot as a symbol of his separation from the village. So basically it was, that was him leaving his past life behind and nobody was supposed to watch him leave. Um, that's kind of also just because it's respectful to him. Like, so nobody can see him without his top knot being like, you know, disrespected kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But his sister runs up to him, breaks the taboo of seeing a, a person that's in banish. Um, she gives him his, her crystal dagger necklace. Uh, he thanks her and says he'll never forget her. And then he rides off into the sunset. And that's where the movie ends. No, I'm kidding. And he, and he forgets his sister the whole time. Forgets his sister the whole time. He he actually runs a brothel. Um, he gives away that necklace to some skank that he bangs. Yep. Man, this yep. movie just got better. <laughs> uh, no, so he he comes across his village who's under who, who's I'm getting under a attack, right? Yeah, and, and then his arm starts like flexing and and like bulging. Well, he so he's just watching all the mayhem happen, and then they start shooting at him, and he tries to leave, and he while he's trying to leave, his arm just starts doing what you said, like flexing and bulging. And then he fucking whips around and fucks somebody up and fucks that dude up with the arrow. <laughs> it takes yeah, off he, both he his sh- arms with an both arrow. his arms off with an arrow. And then he heads the other guy. Yeah, and then he starts to decap he he decapitates two people in this movie in this movie via arrow. <laughs> like I don't know. I don't get it, but hey, it's I'm not going to question it. That's strong. Wind pressure. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And uh, as he's, uh, you know, he does all this stuff, and then the, uh, the people attacking decide, I guess they decide to just leave him the fuck alone after that. Um, like, he hits two of them, and then I think two more try, and then they get promptly fucked up, and they're just like, all right, yeah, we're good. <laughs> and, and, and then he goes to this town, and he buys, like, some rice or some provisions. Tilly. And uh, he tries to pay with like a little gold nugget, and the lady's like, "This isn't coins. What is this?" And that's when, uh, what's his name, Jigo? Uh, yeah, I think it's Jigo, aka Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton, the monk, uh, steps in, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'll take this off your hands. I'll, it's probably worth you know X amount of coin." Blah blah blah. And then all of a sudden, she wants the gold nugget back, and they leave town together and camp out in like a cave. Uh, and then he takes off in the morning without him. Uh, Ashitaka does. Yep, Ashitaka leaves without him. <clears throat> Billy Bob Thornton's uh, Gico's wearing some really uncomfortable looking shoes and... <laughs> yeah, they're uh, just little wooden like, slabs <laughs> with like 
They look like yeah, teas. I don't understand. Is that tea supposed to help your balance or something? Yeah, I don't no, get it. No it's, it's all that, and then he has his <laughs> he has he has his, his umbrella gun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that was the next hey. scene, right? Was when hey. you see all the well, cattle and we, stuff. We see the, the umbrella, hill. and then later we find out like he has his own group of people that have like fucking umbrella guns. Right. <laughs> but um, they work for the pain. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're like umbrella blow guns, though. They're not actually like. Gunpowder. Yeah, they're all like they're all fucking <laughs> um like umbrella like flamethrower rifle gun. They're like the fucking guns from Mulan. No, like I don't. Guns from Mulan. I don't think he had those. I think that was just the late the Iron Town people. No, no, had. she did. But like later in the movie, when you t- when like he tells his guys to like take cover on like the on, like the cliffs when he goes to meet her, they like run up there and they pull off their umbrella tops. And there's fucking cannons under there. <laughs> they got fucking guns and like they're they're, they're fucking umbrellas. Because uh, I only ever ever saw his umbrella people blow those darts out of the the guns. I never saw. Oh, yeah, 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 no, 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 you're right, you're right. Those were darts. Those were darts. You're right. So yeah, so he had the dart, the dart gun. You're right. <laughs> yeah, because they were the crazy ass guys wearing the pigskins at the end, right? Yeah, yeah, the fucking crazy people. Like they were a group of people that he like gathered from. They're like, all hunters. With the yeah, with the emp- like with the, I guess with the like blessing of the emperor, he gathered a bunch of fucking. Like the best hunters and in the land and shit, the best like trackers and shit in the land. But yeah, uh, where we at? 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 He just le- he just left. Gigo By the way, if you are a physics professor, you will not enjoy the combat in this movie. <laughs> just saying. If you're a physics professor, you don't enjoy a lot of things. <laughs> Okay, hold on. Why would you not enjoy the combat in this in this movie as a physics professor? The heading people with arrows. The, yeah, and the arrows taking the guy's arms off. They like it's not. He, the guy should have just gone with his arms. It doesn't make any sense. Listen, <laughs> should have at all. Like if it was an actual arrow, like the guy should have yeah. been shot. I mean, to be fair though, like if Superman shot an arrow, I'm sure it would like explode up upper half of somebody's body. I mean, I guess, but. Like his arms get ripped, both arms get ripped off without him moving an inch. It it's just no. Like he would fly through the air to the tree like the arms it's, did. It's air pressure. Mm-hmm. It's all air pressure. <laughs> sure. It acted like a giant air drill. It just drilled right through both his arms. Like he he, he couldn't even react. It was crazy. Welcome welcome to the world of anime fights where nothing makes sense, but it's it's still awesome. Um, yeah. So. Uh, so he cools his right arm underneath some waterfall. So he, other uh, waterfall, he keeps trying to put water and dirt on his arm. It's not doing much. He keeps trying though. That's when he meets um, what's his name, Jigo. They leave town, spend the night, and then that's when I believe, yeah. So while he's spending the night there, he tells him about his about the boar demon and his quest. I I then, noticed that like any kind of injury, they just kind of soak it in water, no matter what it is. Yeah, They're just yeah, like, I mean, I'm gonna soak I mean, it in water. It'll I get mean, better. They're wild people. They don't <laughs> they don't have medicine. What are you talking about? Uh, so Jigo doesn't Jigo doesn't think much about the curse, um, but he does get tell him about the mining town to the west, surrounded by the ancient forest. Um, so that's when he leaves and goes towards the mining town, uh, where we yeah. Yeah, this yeah, now this right. is the scene where you see all the, the the oxen and stuff going up the hill, yep. Yep. and then the the two wolves. Yep, the and two the or three wolves. Yeah, the two or three wolves and the girl. 
That, yeah, well, first it's just the girl and the two younger wolves. Yep. <clears throat> and then the yep. big wolf shows up after. The mama wolf shows up. The actual god, the wolf god shows up. Yeah, yep. She ends up getting so, shot, right? She gets under getting shot and then gets knocked off a cliff. But, I mean, she, she alright. Um, yeah, so you see them, you know, you see a, a caravan of oxen men, they're moving their rice, they're carrying rice and other supplies along a very narrow path. Uh, we see Lady Eboshi, who's kind of like the villain, air quotes, question mark. Um, she a villain. She a villain, I'm sorry. No, <laughs> she's got more than what she got at the end. <laughs> so yeah, Lady Eboshi, she's there. So she's keeping watch with Gunza, the most useless motherfucker ever. That's the big bodyguard, right? Yep. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> you know who? I love how she him? talks about how how worthless the men are, like constantly in front of him. You know who? You know who voices him? Who? John DiMaggio. How do I know? What do I know him from? He's the voice of Bender. Oh Jesus! All right. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. So yeah. So uh, suddenly, that's when she noticed the two giant white wolves charging down from the muddy slopes, and then the masked girl. Uh, she orders the men to open fire. They all suck and miss. They went to the strong trooper school of aiming. Um, their shots drive off the wolves, but they again all miss. And then she remarks that they weren't so. Well, then that's when Gunza, the useless mofo, remarks they weren't so big. That's what she's like. Oh, they're just pups. Their mother's a god. She's huge, basically. And then she pops up. Moro, the wolf god, pops up and just tears through their fucking caravan. Killing a good chunk of people, knocking a good chunk of people over the sides. And then that's when, um, yeah, they use the flamethrower to set her on fire, which doesn't do much. And then that's when Lady Eboshi shoots her, because, again, the women are only people useful in this fucking army. <laughs> Um, yeah, like she shoots her and then that sends her off the cliff and then she dives off the cliff. And yeah, they, I mean, they, that's pretty much that. They, you know, they think they, they think they killed her and Lady Aboshi's like, nah, she's, she's probably fine. And that's at the base of the river. That's when Ashitaka arrives and Webby's favorite characters show up. Um, he hears the two bodies of the injured men from the Eboshi, from Lady Eboshi's caravan. So he goes over and he goes to meet him, and that's when he sees uh, he sees the wolf. He sees the girl and the wolf pups, and he sees her trying to suck the bullet from uh, the wolf god. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Yep, that happened. <clears throat> Dude, I liked I I like that character. I don't. I don't know. And the wolves. So, uh, yeah, yeah. She's dope. Um, yep. Sans, Sans really cool. I like Sans. So she tells him to go away, and then she runs in the forest with the wolves, and then that's when Ashitaka hears the screams. So then he goes to go over, and then we see Webby's actual favorite characters with little small spears and bobbing heads. Oh, fuck these guys. <laughs> Dude, these things were creepy as fuck. <laughs> and, like, some of them were, like, smiling. Some of them looked, like, concerned and shocked. And, like, they'd start, like, shaking their heads back and forth and making, like, a rattling sound. Uh-uh. These, these little fuckers, man. And they had to end the goddamn movie with one. Anyway, just keep going. Move past these little bobblehead things. 
they're forever. They're, they're everywhere. Wow, fuck these things. They look like I. I told Devin they look like the little burlap sack guy from that video game. Uh, Big Little Planet. Big Little Planet. Yeah. Yep. So. So basically, uh, he identifies it as a Kodama. Uh, Ashitaka identifies it as a Kodama. He's like, it's it's a tree spirit. It, it brings good luck, or it's sign it's a sign that the forest is healthy. Uh, and then he basically has the Kodama bring him, bring them to, um, like the river edge, and then that's when they get a boat over to the, um, I almost said the Iron Islands, but no, uh, they get a boat over to the fucking town where the Iron Town, there you go, where uh, Lady Eboshi is kind of taken being, like, she's the ruler of that. Yup. Oh, I didn't remember. He does, in fact, is this where he sees the, uh, yeah, he kind of sees the the forest god uh, for a brief moment in the back. Oh, yeah, yeah, through the trees. Yep. He just looks like he's blending in with like the other elk and the deer and stuff, except he's got an antler that has a million fucking antlers on it. Yeah. Then so we find out he looks human way like creepier. Face. Well, yeah, but he yeah. doesn't see that at that point. <laughs> find that shit out later. That, that's fucking creepy. And chicken legs. Yeah, he does have little chicken feet. And he can walk, walk on water. water. <laughs> His little chicken ass feet. Unless you shoot him in that human creepy face, and then he starts to sink into the water, but then he's like, nah, I don't want to die today. I'm back on the water. <laughs> That's messed up. <laughs> um, so yeah, then he ends up bringing the two injured guys back to Irontown. And then we find that's when we we get to meet Toki, I believe is her name, the one voiced by Jada Pinkett Smith. Sounds like she's from New York. And she sits there and just like says how useless her husband is and starts flirting with Ashitaka a lot. Uh, I think pretty much all the women in the in the village do. Uh, and then he he stays there. He t- takes like the well, whole I mean- tour. All the women there, literal force. So, <laughs> I mean, maybe. And uh, so he takes a little tour of the town, whatever, and he gets to walk around with, with, with the head, the head chick. Uh, and she shows them. She shows them essentially these new weapons, the new version of the rifles that they made that are being made by a bunch of lepers. Uh, that she has like kind of like secluded away, uh, away from everybody. Um, now it's that same night that San comes back, right? I think so. Yeah. Okay, I don't know where Devin went. I think so too. So San puts on her like porcelain mask thing with like her big white wolf mane, and like the the mask is like red and stuff, and uh. She actually kind of reminds me of like one of the sand, like the sand enemies from Super Mario Two. Oh yeah. Uh, but anyway, so she comes back. She she is hell bent <clears throat> on uh, on attacking and killing the head leader girl of this of this town. Yeah. Did you? Um, I cut out there for a second. Did you say how? He confronted her with the the bullet and 
and told her about how the god had come to his village and almost killed everyone. Well, no, I didn't say that. Oh, <clears throat> uh, yeah. And so he confronts the leader of the town that about it because, and then she basically admits it. It's like, yeah, we're, we're killing these guys off because we need, we want the iron, we need the forest, and they're trying to stop us. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so you find out there's a big war between them and the, the gods and the forest creatures. And then, uh, when Son makes it to the town, she's like riding this wolf up this hill, and the guy in the watchtower takes a couple shots at her. And then he, like, the wolf, like, slams, and they have, like, these spikes on the t- side of the hill so that you can't just, like, run straight up to the wall. The wolf, like, slams into these spikes, and, like, it launches her to the wall where she uses her spear to stick into it. And then she goes onto the top and pretty much knocks this guy out or throws him over the edge. I don't remember. Maybe she throws him over. But she starts, like, pretty much silently, like, stealthily moving through this city pretty fast. And uh, she gets spotted, and people start attacking her, and Ashitaka starts chasing her down, and then he realizes it's a trap, and everybody's starting to gather in, like, the town square, or the town center, and she's on a roof, and she goes down and starts running down the, the rooftop towards the ground, and they open fire and start blasting parts of the roof, and he tries to stop her. And she ends up landing, and then she sits up, and then they shoot her right in the fi- right in the fucking face mask, and it just shatters, and it pretty much like knocks her out for a minute. Uh, and then eventually she. Gets- I, I don't even think that it did. I think she was playing possum because when he gets concerned and, and he's like, "Don't kill her, I'll take her out of here," she he walks over and she immediately sits up and is like, "What the fuck are you doing, idiot?" And throws him out of the way. <laughs> Oh, and dashes that watch your face. Yeah, maybe. I, so I think she was playing possum, hoping that the lady would come closer, make sure she was dead. Right. <laughs> so then she pretty much races past everybody and makes it to the center where she starts fighting with the head lady. And then Ashitaka is just like, this has got to stop. This is dumb. And his arm starts to do this whole swelling thing again. And then yeah. it like has like these... like. It, it looks like ethereal tendrils. I don't know if other people can see them when they come out like that, but it like flared outward with like these tendrils. Yeah, yeah. Because remember when they started to move under his his clothes, the guy was like, "Sir, what's wrong with your arm?" <clears throat> yeah, I remember that. But then when they flare out, can other people see those? How come they didn't? I look think so because so, everybody looks solid. I mean, everybody stopped fighting at that point. Yeah, well, so, I mean, he walked up to the big bodyguard who had the giant Sephiroth sword, and he literally yeah. just, like, pinched the end of it and curled it as he kept walking. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then he just, like, I, I, I imagine she just walked through and just literally forcibly shoved, like, not shoved, but forcibly parted his way through this crowd, uh, like, with <laughs> with very little, like, with, with all the ease. And then he walked over and he essentially just grabbed both women by the wrists and stopped them from killing each other. And, uh... Yeah, because that, that's what... At first they were just like, no, we're gonna finish this fight. And then that's when all his, like, weird snake things. And then they were like, uh, what the fuck? Maybe we should listen, because this is weird. Yeah, and then one <laughs> of them... Didn't the, didn't the head, like, mayor lady get, like... She got mouthy. Like, she she wasn't gonna listen anymore. And, like, he just, like, got punched her. Yeah. 
and he just like knocks her out. And then he's yep. like, "Somebody come take her. I'll take her." And yeah, like, he, well, he, I think he knocked them both out because he's yeah, carrying both of them, one on each shoulder. Yeah, but I don't remember how he knocked out Son. Yeah, I know he punched. He definitely gut. What's her face in the gut? Yeah, and she like falls over, and then Son, I think, starts to go after her, and then he does he, he punched just her like, too. I think does he just like flick her in the head? Maybe I don't. Yeah, I don't really remember either. But he knocks them both out because yeah. he's carrying both of them yeah. for a short time. And then, like, somebody comes over and takes the other, the, the the leader lady off his shoulder. And then he literally just starts walking away. And one of the women was like, "Don't walk away. I will shoot you." Blah blah blah. And he's just he just keeps walking, and she ends up firing. She doesn't want to, but then I think somebody bumps into her and she fires, and it shoots him like right through the chest, like in in the in the back and out through the the front of his chest. Yep. And Which it's lucky he wasn't carrying Sada Bazline because right. she would have gotten her face full of bullet. Uh, <laughs> but he just kept walking like it like it didn't almost like it didn't even phase him. And he just like was pooling blood behind him. Uh, and yeah. then he walked over to the front gate and they said, hey, we're not we yeah. can't open this gate. For so you. then well, well, he walks by where the women are doing the bellows and what the one that's played by uh, Jada comes out and it's like, hey, what's up? And then she sees he's just pooling blood everywhere he's yeah. walking and she's like what the fuck right uh then he goes to the front gate and he's like listen no one's no one's gonna help you open this we can't you know i don't want to hurt you blah 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 and he's like just step aside it's fine and then he like pushes the gate open himself yeah he start. he puts his hand on it and they're like it takes 10 men to open that gate and he's just like right yeah and like the harder he pushes you just see more and more blood spurt out like he's just He's losing a lot of blood. <laughs> like it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> um, did we lose Devin? I guess so. I mean, he's still in the chat, but he hasn't said anything. Yeah, I think he just up and walked away without telling anybody. <laughs> um, and uh, maybe so- he got upset because I said all the women in there were literal whores. <laughs> <laughs> Which they were. I don't know if we touched on that or not. Listen, they were all they, they pro- were from, former prostitutes. Yeah, they were former brothel people, but um, now they're they're making a living in in, in Iron Town, and they feel you know they're pretty much the people who make Iron Town run at this point. Uh, so they make it. He makes it out of the city, and then oh yeah, no, this is where I laughed so fucking hard. Uh. This was this was like the funniest scene for me in the entire movie. So they make it up to like this cliff area. Like like he passes out, she puts him on the back of the elk, and then she rides the elk up to like this rocky ledge area. And mm-hmm. um she's she's essentially conf- like telling the wolves, no, you know, he's fine, whatever. She slumps him down on the ground, like face first. On, on the on the rocks, immediately one of her wolves like jumps at him, bites him <laughs> in the head, head, and just yeah. starts going ragdolling him. <laughs> I started laughing so hard. She's like, "No, bad wolf." <laughs> and the thing is, is, he's still alive at this point. It's just like it wasn't even like okay. I if he grabbed an arm and started doing that, okay, that's fine. If he grabbed like even like maybe his side or a leg, that's fine. He grabbed him by the head, 
and started growling and just shaking his head back and forth. I literally thought he was going to rip the dude's head off. And uh, then all of a sudden, like, she, she, you know, she turns him over and she starts looking at the wound and everything. And then, like, twigs get thrown at her and, like, rocks and shit. And then yeah. she has that conversation well, with, like, she, the shadow monkeys. Yeah, well, she talks to the wolves first, which is the first time you find out that the animals can actually talk. Right. And then, yeah, the monkeys start throwing stuff at her and tell them that they want to eat him. Yeah, which, because they feel like... That web is bigger part. Oh, yeah, I, already, I had just finished explaining it. <laughs> uh, I laughed so hard when the wolves fucking grabbed him by the back of the skull. Um, so, Devin, I need you to pick up from here real quick. Uh, mm-hmm. We're pretty much talking about how the monkeys want to eat him to gain his power to fight off the humans. And then she's trying to tell him that that's not how that fucking works. And the monkeys are being dumb. And <laughs> they eventually all run away. And I think this is where she essentially she urges the elk to come over. Yep. And, and she yep. rides him out into the water. And then there's yep. like the whole healing process. So I'm going to let you pick this up. Okay. Yep. So um, sign the wolves in your cool. They carry Ashitaka. Um... Or correction, they carry him. Yep, and that's when he passes out. Then the monkeys try to get him. All that fun stuff. Um, so yeah, San Kasan wakes up when that happens. They wind up carrying him with Yakul back to the domain of the forest spirit. She kind of gets him to the heart of the forest spirit's domain. They cross the lake to like a little small island area. Um, yeah, she cuts one of the trees. Like one of the little branches down, and the little forest spirits like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> love that, love that scene. She cuts it. They just like walk over and look at it, like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, she she cuts one of the branches. She has him laying there, and then she kind of uh, like has his head. She has his head like propped up on like some shrubbery and whatnot, and then she kind of just sticks the sapling um, that she cut um, in the ground by his head. She removes a uh, Yakult yeah, harness. She's like, yo, you're free. And then Webby, Webby was like, he's not yours to give away. <laughs> 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 not really your, not your animal to free, but. Oh, yeah, this bitch. Cool. <laughs> but cool, but Yakult was super MVP, so he's just like, nah, I'm going to chill here with my friend. Plus, um, like, she sent him free, but seconds earlier, her wolves were asking if they could eat it. And she was like, no. And now she's like, go, be free. Be free to be wolf food. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Quick, go venture that way. So I assume that you're just, you know, leaving him behind so my wolves can have a snack. <laughs> yeah. So your cool's like, all right, I'm just gonna chill here and be cool. So your cool just stays, hangs around the whole time. Um, and yeah, and so your cool stays there the whole time, hangs around. Second here. So that, oh yeah, that's when the um. That's when the little forest spirit dudes are watching what they're doing for a while, and then they all climb into the trees. Yeah, into um, the canopies because the night yeah they all climb into like the canopy trees, and then the, the night walker, which is the forest god's coming, and yeah. they all start. This is the part I fell asleep at. After they all start clicking their heads. Wait, so you they're fell like asleep. Going up. There was so much more left. Hold on. Yeah. You fell asleep at this part. There's so much more left. He he said he rewinded it and watched it. 
yeah, I fell asleep at that point when the forest spirit was walking around because there was no like talking or anything. So then that's like when the fa- phone hit my face, and I was like, yeah, it's time for bed. But then when I got up in the morning before I went to work, I rewound it while I was getting ready and watched the rest of it. <clears throat> so they greeted with a clattering noise by rotating their heads. I still don't think guys. Creepy ass fucking things. I loved the one where she like I don't know if you mentioned it, but when she like when she was bringing him to that island to go heal, and she cut that one like little yeah, weed I did. off. I did. Yeah. And there was the yeah, three they, they dudes. Like what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> three dudes are just like, oh man. <laughs> that was my cousin Bob twice removed, bitch. <laughs> we didn't talk about him. He was still family. <laughs> so this is this is essentially the part where we find out that the the night walker. Once is it the turns, guy. once we turn once it turns daytime turns into that elk like yep. chicken footed thing. Yep. That's when it like does its whole like nose dive into the ground and then fucking turns back into the elk. Yep. And then uh that's where you see its creepy ass like face. I don't even know. Like yeah, the thing. It's like somewhat human. Yeah. Well, well, that's what they said. They said it can shift between being, like, human and animal and that thing. It, it can, like, change at, when, when it wants to. Hmm. So, on the island, that's when the forward spirit, like, once it resumes its form, it walks over. It walks over. Oh, so, actually, hold on. So, that's when we have Jigo watching the Nightwalker, and they're in, like, they're in, like, their fucking bear suits um, watching the Nightwalker, and then they see it go back down in like that area so they kind of know where to go. They watch it turn back into like its deer form and then that's when it walks over to the island and looks at Ashitaka. It accepts the sapling as the offering and then it uh basically heals him. <clears throat> heals him of the bullet wound but not the curse. Yeah, exactly. Heals him of the bullet wound but not the curse. So like he he wakes up like ah yeah am I healed yeah and then he realizes I'm healed. the bullet wound's healed and he really looks at his arm he's like fuck <gasps> basically I will say it is a cool concept because this earth spirit or this forest spirit thing it's the god of life and death so like everywhere it steps you see plants start to grow like immediately where immediately it steps die. and then they immediately wither and die um. I think it's a kind of a relatively cool concept, but I mean, that'd be a really bad, like easily way to track something is just these little round footprint areas of dead stuff. Out of life and death. Do you really care if somebody's tracking? I guess not until they want to take your head, and put it in a box. Did that work out for them though? <laughs> it did not. <laughs> But, I mean, who knows what would have happened they, come daytime. They, Billy Bob could have been right. They succeeded and then failed in the, so. the same scene. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, so as he wakes up, he realizes, you know, he realizes that he's, uh, well, he he thinks he's Gucci. And then he realizes he's, he's actually Prada. And he feels upset about it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, I mean, he, he is he all the way. super weak, though. So, San is yeah, taking yeah. care of him. Yeah, yeah. Like she so, gives him know, some beef jerky that he can't chew, so she offers him, you know, she offers him jerky. Yeah, you can say he, he he can't do it, so she fucking she fucking baby birds him. And that's when he realized he loves her. He's like, oh man, this wolf chick eats my food for me and then spits it in my mouth. That's true love. 
It brings tears to his eyes. Lawrence Nightingale syndrome right there, audience. That's all it is. <laughs> and Son's just like, nah, this is seriously just what we had to do. I don't care about you. Go away, Pretty you much. dirty, filthy human. Yep. You know, uh, she hates him the whole time until he gives her a present. I've noticed that. Like, even even after this, she's like, I hate him so much! And then, like, the, the wolf comes with the thing, and she's like, ooh, it's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> this is from him? This is literally when she turns her mind around. I'm like, yeah. are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, son, very materialistic oh, for a wolf. I don't know, seems, seems pretty realistic to me. <laughs> we'll, wait. We'll, we'll wait until he gets back to say that. Pretty realistic to me. You can send your, you can send your hate mail to CZF300. Or to Confessor underscore X. Yep. Wow, it's taking him a lot longer to reconnect this time. Maybe he's just having real bad Discord issues. God damn it. There he is. Discordia! What's the last thing I said that you heard? You were complaining about the fact that she was very materialistic and the fact that she just... Yeah, because because uh, she she's yelling like she even when they were like like after they had parted when they were kind of like allies. I don't remember what happens, but she like screams into the wolf's fur that she hates him, and then like shortly after that he sends her that gift with the other wolf, and she's like, "Oh, pretty," and then she's like, "That's like she went eighties." I was like, "What the fuck?" It's real lesson to me. <laughs> yeah, and she, she hates him because he's going back to Iron Town to try to help. Yeah. Help, oh, yeah, that's help right. the humans. Yeah. Yeah. But ultimately, he's really the only one who's true neutral in this aspect because he's mm. trying to help both sides. But he sees both sides. Yeah. Um, like, that's why, like, that's why, like, I say, like, you, like, Lady, Lady Aboshi, like, she's not great, but she's, like, she's taking care of, like, lepers. Like, she, she's. Right. She you know, is, she, yeah, no, that's the thing is, the villain never thinks that they're doing the bad thing, like... Right, right. You know, ultimately, she's, yeah, even she's if you're very much really trying to move thing. the world into a modern age. She's trying to make the world modern. She, I'm not saying she's a great person. I feel like she's a she, metaphor for corporate America, where she, she she's destroying... She's... No. Kinda. She's destroying the world... But she's like, I look, I'm destroying the world, but I'm I'm helping charities. Look at all these charities I'm donating to. And then people are like, oh, okay, but you're still doing bad things. And then literally she gets a slap on the wrist. Slap on the wrist. <laughs> and everyone loves her. Second favorite character in this, <laughs> the disembodied wolfhead. <laughs> oh my god, no, that thing creeped me the fuck out. Are we at that point now already? <laughs> no. Not, no. Not yet. No. Oh yet. god, wait. But I'm just saying, that like, point. that's it. She gets slightly punished. I think not enough for what she did, but then everyone was like, her. "I want to see her die. I want to see her die." But listen, yeah. she gave all the women jobs. I mean, she really did. I, I understand. Like that's what I said. She's like corporate America, where so, they're like, "I'm doing this terrible thing, but look at these good charitable works I'm doing. It makes up for it, right?" Rob, <laughs> from what I'm understanding, Rob is promoting the downfall of women's rights. <laughs> No, <laughs> I will. Right I now. will. I will point out that most of the ones on the opposite side were also women, like Soon and her I'm, mother. I'm, and... I am saying. I have been saying it since the beginning. Oh yeah, the women, the were women in this, this movie. The and women the in this movie are the MVPs. Like yeah. the women in this movie <laughs> handle business. 
And it, I'm not saying line useless in this movie. I'm also not saying that the horrors were terrible. They were they seemed like good people. And the lepers, it was Listen, just her. America, Their boss. America she was, was a bitch. built on booze and brothels. Okay. <laughs> also, the name of our reality TV show that TLC has yet to sign us on, but yeah. it's only a matter of time. <laughs> only a matter of time. <laughs> TLC. What right. you doing? So. Okay, let's let's move on now. He he gets healed up. He goes back to the civilization to Iron Town or whatever. At this point, yep. I think Jigo has already talked to Aboshi about. Well, no, hold on. So they talk. They wind up talking to the when he healed. They wind up talking to the boar, the boars. Oh um, yeah, the massively he, blind one. The boar. They talk to the aggressive one first, and he admits, like, yeah, no, I did kill the other boar technically, but he was already gone, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, um, and then the and blind then, one apologizes to him, saying he can't believe that a demon came out of their clan. But then he also says that he won't remove the curse either. Right. So. And then they say that they're planning to attack, which okay. is when you find out that the animals can constantly hear the trees screaming as they're cut down, which is a horrible, horrible thing. <laughs> Listen, if a tree falls in the forest and no humans around to hear it, does it scream? Soon is a human. Apparently it does. <laughs> Listen, I don't know what to tell you, alright? Soon hears all sorts. She was raised by wolves. She's like a Mowgli. Right? Isn't Mowgli the guy from the Jungle Book? Yeah. So, and it's so like you're equating if someone had come in and shot Baloo. <gasps> no. Then you're, but you're saying the one that shot Baloo is not the villain. <laughs> no, the one who shoots Baloo is most certainly a villain and deserves to be drawn and quartered. Well, then you agree with me then. <laughs> I don't disagree with you, Rob. Yeah, I don't <laughs> disagree with you. She did some bad shit. Oh, well, let's be honest. Baloo can probably die. It's fine. Oh my god, no. Who are, who even are you? I just wanted to see what you would say. I just feel attacked right now. Alright, so they have the conversation with the big fucking blind boar who look, yep. really needs they, to be more. They, they still decide to rage war even though they're, the wolf clan's like, yeah, no, that's pretty fucking stupid. Don't do it. <laughs> Um, they're like, nope, we're all gonna die, so we're gonna rage war. Rob died. Yeah, he's back. All right, so they're gonna be they were, the wolves were like, yeah, we're I mean, wolves, the boars were like, yeah, we're gonna rage war regardless, even if even if we all die. Spoiler alert. Um, yeah, I mean that's pretty much it. And then they G rage war. Jigo and Iboshi meet up essentially and make a deal. Jigo, I guess, I guess Iboshi owes Jigo a, yeah. a boon and, of some fashion. And, he's and also, Iboshi's it. being attacked by a, a totally third party that we don't really learn a lot about. Which is just, it it hey, seems like they're really not important because she has firearms and they don't. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so they, like, in the battle we see, they get last samurai, like, immediately. Yeah. Um... <laughs> And then, like, have the audacity to be like, okay, we want half, like, when they make peace talks, like, we want half of your guns and fire and iron, and they're just like, fuck off. Nah. Yeah, she lets the, the ladies answer. She doesn't even bother yeah, to sure. do it herself. 
Because the fucking ladies are the MVP in this fucking movie. Yeah. Like, like on on that side, the ladies are the MVPs. Like, come on, man. <laughs> Men are fucking useless. Yeah. Dude, I don't know. Like, was there something like in the old school days where like during like a, a battle like that, if a messenger came with a message that it, you're not supposed to hurt them in any fashion? Like, was that a big thing? Uh, yeah, that's what the white flags are for. I mean, I don't know if that was in that culture as well, but the, the uh, two guys riding behind him did have white flags, so. Dude, and they I, didn't actually hurt just, him. They I just ju- shot I, I would have just shot all three of those guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. Put their heads on the saddles and slapped the horses on the ass and hoped that the other team got the message. Yeah, I, I'm not 100% like familiar, but I'm, I'm pretty sure if they have the white flags going, you're not supposed to do that. Like, it's just out of honor. See, I'm basing it off of like three in 300 where they had that messenger. And then Leonidas I mean, that was like, well, he wasn't really supposed to do that either. And it kind of cost them. Yeah. And he kicks him down that hole. Yeah, it wasn't able to do that either. But he but, did it. So Aboshi goes with Jigo and brings like a bunch of her people because now. She, you know, he called in the favor. They're gonna go hunt this god, get the head of this god, which is supposed to grant immortality if you hold on to it. Um, and I guess they were doing this for the emperor. Because yeah, the emperor's gonna pay. We'll pay a mountain of gold. Yeah. Uh, if you can make him immortal. Um. So, Ashitaka comes back to Iron Town while they're being attacked. He dives into the to the lake. Start swimming across the lake and like shooting arrows at people, and uh, talks to the ladies who are just shooting guns out the side of the wall. Says to hold off, he's gonna go find a boshi and get help and blah blah blah. Yeah, I mean, it should be noted too that the whole time he's going, Don't attack me, don't come any closer, I'll defend myself. And then, like, he starts shooting heads off, and they're like, Well, we should have listened, bye. Yeah, like when he starts running up the mountain, this is the second time you see him decapitate somebody with an arrow, and then yep. the guy riding next to that guy just stops, turns around, and rides the other way. He nopes the fuck out of that whole situation. Like a smart man should. Uh, and then he does the noble thing when like, when some of the villagers decide that they're going to go back to help defend the city or the town, he gives a guy a bow and his quiver that has only one arrow left in it. <laughs> so it's like, okay, make this shot count. Uh, but then he finds one of the wolves underneath a boar, and he starts to try to free it. And then you see some of Jigo's men who are trying to tell him to stop, and then they start pulling up their like little bow uh, blow dart gun things. And then they start. And then this guy gets fucking swamped by the townsfolk, just like these dudes with like pitchforks and stuff. Uh, and they just throw him a whooping, and then they all start helping move this boar off. Uh, oh yeah, the elk got shot in the ass. He did in, but, in the leg, but he good. Um, so he was limping around, and uh, uh, they took the elk. I would have lied. They they tell oh, right. they told the uh, he told the elk to stay uh, with the townsfolk people and then he'd come back and Ashitaka and the wolf went running off into the forest 
And then eventually the wolf is just like, dude, you are fucking slower than dog shit. Just get on and ride. Um, and so then we find out they do like a little cut, kind of like a cut scene where they show the boars attacking. Because we see San and she finds the big ass fucking blind boar who's fucking beat to shit. Well, the the flashback is because he's talking to the townsfolk and they explain how oh, uh, okay. what this face was using them and that they were standing on top of freaking dynamite under the ground yeah. and that they were throwing. Then they started throwing grenades, grenades from the mountain behind them to kill the boars, but like they were in the crossfire. Yeah. So that's why it shows the and it was gnarly. You see, you see the, the you see you see the boars anyway, painting yeah. themselves. Like painting each other, and then they charge in, and you just yeah, you just see mountains of boars just being blown through the air. It's insanity. And then she meets up with the blind boar, and he is on his way to the island where the forest god goes to try to you know ask for help. Uh, and then he starts sniffing the air, and he smells something that's familiar. Or, wait. Oh, no, he does smell something that's familiar. And then she smells it, too, because she has, like, a super sense of smell. Uh, but she says it it smells like boar, but something different, too. And then that's when you see all of these boar skins just, like, waving their way through the woods. And for guys wearing giant boar pelts on their back, they move pretty quick. I will say. Yeah, I thought I thought they were like ghosts or something at first because I was like the way they moved, they like slither around. Yeah. Like yeah. those are like yeah. human it's... snakes. I think yeah. it was like meant to be like unsettling. It definitely was unsettling. It was <laughs> how they moved. So <laughs> this kind of like amps up the 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 blind boar dudes. You know, adrenaline. He's like, oh yeah, I got my people behind me now. Let's go. We're gonna go get the forest help. And so he starts running. Uh, when the hell did the demon come in to play? Where did the demon come from? Because I know um, he he eventually gets fucking consumed by this demon. Well, I mean, it comes from him from his rage and stuff. Like he turned into a demon. Oh, but so it just he, generated from oh, him. Yep. Yeah. All right. Because they were like, remember they go up to it and it looks like they're like supporting him, but they're actually stabbing him because he starts vomiting blood and she pushes yeah. them back. It's like right after that point. Because okay. he gets so angry and enraged. Yeah, so like when he's running and he starts getting consumed by all, again, these worm-like things, these black worm tentacle things, it she ends up getting like lifted up behind his tusk and then also gets stuck in like his mouth area by all these black worm the things. She breaks all the rules. Um, and eventually she sh- they show up at the island area and... The the mother wolf is there. Wait, hold on. Does Ashitaka get there first? Yeah, he does, and he's trying to rouse the the large wolf. Yeah. And oh, we she... forgot. When he was healing, she told him the story about how Sun became her daughter. Yeah, there. But yeah. it's not really that important. Um. And then we find out that the mother wolf essentially is just trying to save the last bit of her energy to bite the head off of a boshi. Essentially, is what how, yeah. she, how she referred to it. Yeah, because he gets thrown on top of her, and she's like, 
uh, like kind of like I guess you can't do this. I have to do it. Yeah. And she's like, I was saving with the rest of my energy to bite that woman's head off, but it seems I must save my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so the wolf confronts the boar, and then like starts like <laughs> biting into his snout, like through all the black tendril shit, and then she starts being consumed by it. Uh, but then they start kind of dripping away enough to where Ashitaka can like pry her out, I guess. And then they go into the water it's, to rinse off. Uh, that's it's because the, for, the forest spirit appears and the demon starts to die down. Okay. Because so, the, the boar sees him and starts to calm. So the demon stuff all... Because it was like red and wiggling and it turns black and starts like slow. Yeah. And then that's when they're able to like separate. I just remember they dive into the water and it just kind of rinses off. Water is like the cure-all. Mm-hmm. Uh, what it's not. And then... At this point, Jigo and Iboshi are in the woods watching the forest spirit approach. Um, Iboshi takes a shot, hits it in the neck, and that's when it starts to falter and it starts to sink, but then it just steps back up onto the surface and just continues walking forward. Uh, So she runs out there instead, which if she has a rifle, I'm sorry, a rifle from long range is going to do pretty much just as much damage as close range. So it's not going to, it shouldn't have worked again, but she does run up much closer, shoots it in the neck again. And this time it's head falls off. Uh, and then wait, how did the wolf, how did the wolf head, uh, how did she, how did the wolf mother lose her head? I don't remember. Um, well, basically, the forest spirit just killed them both because they were dying anyway. Oh, okay. And so they kind of just both like flop over dead. Okay. Uh, and uh, then, then when the fucking she, wolf head, then she uses cranium power. Yeah, the, the wolf head uh, slithers towards Aboshi like a goddamn snake, <laughs> and fucking bites her arm off. Yeah, it's because when uh, he starts to transform into the Nightwalker, she blows his head off. Yeah. So then, like, all that goop comes out and starts to destroy everything, and it destroyed the wolf's body, so only its head was left. That's gotcha. why, That's how it gotcha. got decapitated. Okay. That was the most unnerving part for me, was seeing that, that head slither. It's like, how do you have that momentum? What is moving you? I don't understand. Uh, bites a Boshi's arm off. Jigo and his men go out there, they grab the head, they shove it in a metal crate, and just start running. All the while, this, all the goop is falling and spreading throughout and, like, killing the forest and pretty much yeah. decimating anything it touches. It was, like, that's one of the things, like, is, like, okay, so this is the god of life and death. You killed the life part, so now it's just the fucking god of death. Enjoy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, essentially, long, I guess a long story short, because we've already dragged this out, but there the body begins to grow in this like black gooey mass and it starts tracking down its head. Like it knows where the head is and it starts tracking down the head and slowly, like it's just killing everything in the forest, killing the trees and everything. Um, and San and Ashitaka decide they got to go get, they're going to go get the head. They're going to go and find it and return it 
because I don't remember this in the lore or if it was explained earlier, but the head has to be returned by human hands. No, they only say that when they're taking the head out of the box. So that I was okay. like, so, oh, oh, okay. So that's a piece of lore that apparently <laughs> no that that apparently is supposed to be well known because they knew it. I guess, but I guess, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's a long fucking scenario of pretty much just it's like black molten lava essentially covering all of this area. Uh, Ashitaka stops as they're running to go head off. G- uh, Jigo, he stops at Iron Town and tells them all to get into the lake because that should slow the the movement of this goop. Uh, and then they run off on the wolves and they get in front of Jigo. Jigo, it starts a fight. Like Jigo starts attacking Ashitaka after wait, after wait, a small little dialogue with like his weird little <laughs> and like super quickly just gets knocked down the hill. <laughs> Like, I don't. It wasn't really much of a fight. Uh, he tried though. The cute. the metal crate, the metal container that the head was in, rolls down the hill. They all of them end up on a single rock, pretty much surrounded by this goop. Uh, Jigo saying, "Hey, listen, I'm not gonna open this up because as soon as it turns daytime, this guy's not gonna be able to turn into the the other form, and he's just gonna disappear." But they end up yelling at him and convincing him with words, so he fit. He succeeded on his diplomacy yeah. trip. This I time. think what convinced him was the rock was slowly sinking into the block. Yeah, <laughs> and it wouldn't have been enough time for them to <laughs> for uh, daytime to come before he died. <laughs> so he opens up the case. They grab the head, who, which is now covered in like green goop, uh, and they hold it up above their heads. And then all of a sudden, like the black goop monster that was walking around slowly starts like falling inward on top of them and then it just consumes them and everything around them uh and then it it draws back i think and then you see this is where like all the transition happens where like the the mountainsides turn to grass and shit like that right iron town gets run over like overrun by by like grass and greenery mm-hmm. um and then essentially all of the black goop just dissipates and fades away uh and i forget was jigo there at the end because they showed san and ashitaka in the grass after all of that they like they wake up in the grass but was jigo there yeah, because he says he says something like, "What are you gonna do against idiots or something like that? What are you gonna do when everyone's an idiot or something like that?" Like, cause he's just giving up about getting the head. Hmm. He says something along those lines when they before they even show his son and and him. All right. Yep. So, I mean, essentially, the whole world you see, you see everything that you know starts getting covered in grass or whatever, and. Uh, Everybody in Irontown, and then Aboshi sits there and says, "Hey, you know, this is a new start for all of us. We'll just build a bigger, better town." Yeah. Um, the, by the way, so at some point the curse had spread to her, but now it was gone from both of them. I don't remember why. I don't understand why it spread to her, but okay. 
his oh, yeah. curse. His curse was all over, all through his chest too. Like he was. He was yeah, really rough. it was spreading all over him. But then yeah. towards the end, it, she soon got it too. But then when they woke up, neither one of them had it. Yeah, he had like a little bit left on his hand. Like he had like it, a, it was, was more like, like a scar. scar. Yeah, yeah. Like a scar on his hand. Uh, and then essentially, you know, it ended with Ashitaka saying that he was going to go help Iron Town rebuild, but soon could go back to the forest because the forest spirit was dead now. Well, soon thought he was. And Ashitaka says, no, he's life. He's all around us. And soon was going to go back to the wolves. She said she's never going to live among the humans, blah, blah, blah. He's like, that's fine. I'm going to go help Iron Town rebuild. I'll come visit as often as I can for that booty call out in the woods. Yeah. Essentially is what that, that boils was, down to. <laughs> that was also another, like, what the fuck, like, how I got kicked out of the village. Because I was like, so you're going to help them rebuild Iron Town, which will then need to cut down the trees and pull the iron out of the mountain, which is what started all this. So instead of uh, what's-her-face and the giant wolf, it's going to be you and son battling it out over the iron in the mountain now. It's like, what? How does this solve anything? What the fuck? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't understand. It, that is the perpetual circle of life. <laughs> so, other than that, Devin, did we miss everything? Did we miss anything? That's pretty much it, right? No, that was pretty much it. And the one part that we didn't talk about was freaking oh, son no. trying to cut Abochi's throat with his sister's dagger. That, Necklace, oh, yeah. or crystal yeah. dagger. And he was like, no, you're uh, a human, you're not a wolf. And then she stabs him with it. Yeah, <laughs> and he's just chest. like, eh? he's, Yeah, it doesn't even phase him. Uh, and then the, the show pretty much ends with uh, the one little fucking forest spirit, and then he tilts his head and starts shaking it. <laughs> Fuck that little sport, forest spirit. Oh, yeah, you see tons of them die when the oh, yeah. guy turns into the death. Uh, oh, yeah, they all fall. The death god. The They're all just like falling dead from the trees. It starts raining forest spirits. So, so depressing. <clears throat> so, but essentially, that was uh, Princess Mononoku. Mononoke. Mononoke. But I'm sorry. I'm always going to get it wrong, man. Uh, so this was a 1997 film, rated yes. PG-13. It was a little over two hours long. It was two hours, 14 minutes long yes. was the runtime on this. Um, I I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was a very good movie. Um, I liked like some of the lore that they used around it. and um, it, was, it was a source of inspiration for some things that I have, like, you know, thoughts and stuff. Everybody knows I'm big into D&D. Uh, it did inspire me to think of some D and D type stuff because of it. Um, I I do recommend this movie. Uh, is it a movie that I think I'd watch again? Maybe, but I'd have to give it some time. It's not it's not one that I feel like I could watch like once a month or anything like that. Um, I I don't think you get anything else out of it outside of it being like a good movie, but like putting it on like repeat and like just watching it. Ten times, like I don't right. think you get anything else out of it. It's not one of those movies, right? But I mean, but, I mean, like to be fair, very it's it's kind of a I got to web like it's kind of like an adult Disney movie, right? You know, it, it you know if it's one of those things where if like a couple years go by, maybe I'd want to rewatch it again just for nostalgia purposes or whatever. But yeah. uh, 
Rob, would you recommend this movie? Yes. And I would. Just caveats about the beginning and the end, where you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why? And then Devin, ob- Devin obviously... All the middle, very good. Just <laughs> because I recommended it to us. So. Yes. Alright. Uh, Rob, what would you rate this movie on a scale from 1 to 10 if you had to? Probably an 8. Alright. Devin, what about you? Like an eight. All right. Yeah, I was thinking probably. You know, I, I was a little rough on some of our previous movie ratings, but yeah, I'd probably give it like a seven point five and eight. So we're right around the same. It's a solid eight across the board. It was definitely a. It kept my interest the whole time. Um, there was enough. It, it was one of those movies that was easily enough where you could watch it, pay attention, and still. Like, I was talking to Devin throughout the movie with making fun of little parts here and there, and I still knew what was going on. There's a little investment you have to, like, put into the movie, if that makes sense. Right. So, with that, I think we're going to end this week. Uh, I, uh, Devin, we need a life advice from Devin. I will not forget. You do need a life advice from Devin. Also, a question. I have one more follow-up question. I love Given questions. the fact that this was in 1997, do you think the animation holds up? Yes. Yeah, it's pretty good still. Yep. It, it's not like one of those movies where it's like, the you can tell the animation's from like the 70s and it's just like janky-ass animation. Um, not saying that the animation from back then was bad and that I wouldn't ever watch it again, but yeah. No, it's uh, somebody, like a kid who's used to animation today could still go back and watch this and be okay with the movie. So... Fair enough. All right. So now we need a life advice with Devin. Life advice with Devin. Hmm. Life advice with Devin. I got one oh, quick thing. I'm gonna start calling life. this one Devin's Fortune Cookie Corner. Yeah, that's kind of what 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 more been recently. Had me giving good life advice. Have been in the good. I haven't been in like the right mindset to give like great life advice, but I can give this advice. It's fine, and Come that is um, fortune cookie. Fortune cookie advice is great. I mean, true. Um, hmm. I have life hack yeah. advice. If you're ever out there, if you're cooking spaghetti and you want to know if it's done, fling a piece at the wall. That, I mean, yeah, but also, I mean, just eat a piece. Like, why are you throwing your food at the wall? I don't like pasta, so I'll fling it at the wall, the ceiling, whatever. (laughs) If it sticks, it's done. If it's crunchy, it's cook it longer. If it's not, it's good. (laughs) Like, but, um, I mean, I guess, I guess here, this is like advice I've heard from somewhere before. Um, both of these, actually, I've heard from other places before, but I think they're both solid life advice. Um, never do anything you wouldn't want to explain to the paramedics. Okay, <laughs> fair. And uh, if you're going to borrow money, borrow money from a pessimist because they never, they don't expect it back anyway. Fair, fair on both counts. <laughs> there you go, people. Live advice. We've got dog advice with Matilda. She says, kill all humans. Oh yeah, we have established that Matilda is on a on a, a and, mission uh, to kill all humans. 
Yep. In the words of Bizarro Hulk Hogan, folks, uh, stay in drugs, eat your school, and don't do vegetables. Mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan should stay off the drugs. Uh, okay. Cocaine. Rob is on cocaine. Yeah. Uh, all right. Cocaine. So with that, cocaine. Rob, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Confessor underscore X and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Confessor X someday. And again... For all you listeners out there, if you have any arguments or any type of angry comments about Rob wanting to bring down the women's rights movements and stuff, <laughs> message him on his Twitter at Confessor underscore X. Also, if you are a dog and want to conspire with Matilda about the end of humanity, she also has a Twitter, Matilda underscore DMP. There you go. Uh, Devin, where can people find you on the internet? You guys can find me on the internet at DMP underscore Pookie and on Twitch at Pook Killed Me. And as always, you can find me on eBay dropping those sick Uno reverse cards. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And as always, everybody, thank you for listening. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Jack's Forest Walker, all one word, on Twitch at DM Webby, on Instagram at Patrick.Webster52, where uh, sometimes I post stupid, funny pictures. Uh, And thank you all for listening. And until next time, fuck Booster Gold. Fuck Booster Gold. She talk up.